A florist's world is filled with big-budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day -day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friend. This is Jen, and you're listening to the Floral Hustle Podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about three ways to start getting paid what you are worth in 2024. And that starts now. The things you need to put in place, the processes you need to put in place to really scale your business, to control your margins, and really start to attract your ideal client that is going to help you inevitably get paid what you want. So let's talk about figuring out what you want to make and figuring out how to work backwards into that math formula. So let's just say that you are, and this is something that I, I when I'm like bringing a coaching client on or I'm talking to a flower friend and they're like, I really want to grow my business because I want to pay myself, you know, what I made at corporate. And then they'll have hopes and dreams that they're not only going to be doing that, they're going to be not working in corporate anymore. So they're not going eight to five to a job anymore. They're not having to take on the daycare expense that they did. They're not having to consider you're now not taking your vehicle and driving it to whatever and realistically having a 45-minute commute each way. So when you are thinking about this big equation of replacing your job, and this is something I felt and thought heavily about when I left my corporate job. I was making as my salary in the salary plus bonuses, but I was pretty close to made, making, I think it was around 150. And when I thought about, okay, I, I don't want to live like this anymore. I want my life to be different. I want to be in control. I want to have more freedom. I thought about what is that freedom worth? What is that worth to you? What is it worth to you to work 20 or 30 hours a week? What is it worth to you to be able to be home with your kids more? What is it worth to you to be able to bring your dog on a walk at 10 o'clock every morning? What is it worth to you to do the things that you've been dreaming about? Then, from there, put a dollar value on that. I thought not having to be 
driving, even though like where I worked was super close, like not having to get in a car and go was worth like $10,000 to me. And then being with my kids more had like a 25,000 and they're just made up. But I felt in my heart what felt right when I was trying to talk about replacing those costs. Then from there, you go in and say, okay, I want to pay myself $50,000. My salary at my day job was 60. But with all of the freedom, life freedoms that I am now enabling for better quality of life, I'm okay with sacrificing $10,000 or whatever it is. Or maybe I don't even want to sacrifice it. So inevitably, I want to be here, but I know that it's going to take a little bit of ramp up. So then you look at, okay, what did I do last year? All right, I did, in gross sales, I did $35,000. What was good with that $35,000? What went well? What didn't go well? Where do I think I fell short with what I was doing to get to this current goal? And really objectively look at, okay, I have a very tedious, let's just say, process of making proposals. So that didn't really super go well. I have some problems with getting my orders in on time. So then I'm kind of scrambling and finding product and it's costing me more. Okay, that didn't really go well. Being at my eight to five job, I didn't have the capacity to work. Okay, well, that's something if we change that, things are going to look better. And then from there, okay, last year, the $35,000 of weddings that I did was a median average price of my weddings was X. So let's just say you did $35,000 in gross sales and my average, your average wedding was $3,500. Then let's look at after your expenses, what was left? And then from there, you can figure out what you're paying yourself from that net profit. So your net profit is your gross sales minus your sales tax, minus your flower costs, your labor, and then minus all of the other expenses that it takes to run your business. So then you can figure out your profit margin. So your profit margin is a percentage of the sale that is profit after you've deducted all of your expenses. So you figure out what is my profit margin on my weddings last year? Do I think I can, I'm at 50%? I'm at some floors, like they run it around like 60 to 70% profit margin. Some of them are at 30. So it really depends on You're ordering, how well you're ordering, your labor, how much you're charging, if you're charging enough, if you're charging setup and delivery correctly, there's a big equation. And if you do have a question on that, please go download my my most downloaded freebie. It is my pricing guide that walks you through how to price things. And that is the floral hustle forward slash or the floralhustle.com forward slash pricing. So it's super great, super transparent. It's also, if you go to my Instagram stories, it's in my, my highlights of my stories that you can just link and find it. But what you need to figure out is what that profit margin is and then start working backwards. Okay, if I want to have this much money after all my expenses, 
that I can pay myself. This is how many weddings I would need to do if everything was the same. So let's just say on your $3,500 wedding, you are making a, we'll just say 50% profit margin. So that is inevitably out of the $35,000 and the 10 weddings you did at $3,500, you now are at $17,500 or $15,000, whatever that number is for your, let's just say it was at 50%, it would be $3,750. So I, I think if I'm doing the math correctly, but that number gives you a guide point of what to look at for next year. So then you can take, I want to pay myself $45,000, whatever it is at your current profit margin. That means you're, let's just say it's at 50% and you want to pay yourself $50,000. That means you need to have a gross revenue of $100,000. So that means at 3,500 average wedding, you are going to need to do a lot of them. 30, probably 35 to 40 of them. But you also need to maintain all the other variables. You can't just go balls out that I want to do more weddings. You need to make sure all the math is running true. And how you can make that math run true is you're making sure you're pricing. So here's number one. You are pricing your flowers correctly. You are following pricing guide guidelines. You are not you know, just willy-nilly quoting things that you have never made before and have no idea how much product you put thought behind it. You are not trying to be super competitive on your price and race to the bottom. So that's number one. You need to make sure that you're pricing correctly and that you're maintaining that pricing throughout all your weddings. Number two, you need to make sure that your profit margin stays comparable. A lot of times when people start doing volume, their pricing margins go down. They start spending more on product because they have less time to actually do planning. And then they start buying more stuff to attract more people. And so then your profit margins stay out of whack with that. From there, you need to start Obviously, number one and two are in place, but number three is you need to start attracting more of your current client. Or if you have tweaked things in your business from a profit margin perspective, from a pricing perspective, whatever, and you are now at a higher profit margin, maybe at the beginning part of the year because you've changed things, you still need to attract more, but not maybe quite as much more if you were at your previous pricing margin. So growing your business can look in a million different equations, different from a million different floors. If something feels good, like I really would feel good if I, I locked in my expenses this year and maybe I canceled being on the knot or, or wedding wire or I canceled my Bloom Nation subscription and did something else. Or I stop doing this or I stop doing that, whatever it may be, you start controlling your profits by making sure that I'm ordering properly at the best prices that I can because I've made the time to be able to do that. 
or I'm making sure that I am strategically selling to my couples so that I'm opening up opportunity for extras. There's a bunch of different ways you can get to that same point, but making sure that the basic foundation is there so that in the end of the year, all the math has led up to you being able to write yourself a check. I personally pay myself on a quarterly basis. I pay my state sales tax. I pay my federal tax here in the United States. And I also am paying my workman's comp and social security. I also have set up a um, 401k so that I am contributing to that in the max amount for a business of my size. But That also gives me the ability to do a match that the company also pays. So all of those things are expenses that I include in my forecasting. So if I want to pay myself $100,000 this year, in the end, I'm going to need to do X. And even writing that out and having a plan that you can look at will be huge for you. If you have a CEO day, which I've talked about on the podcast before, where you're dedicating time to grow your business, it could be an immeasurable amount of success for you. And if you have questions, you're like, I just don't get it. I'm going to be having a masterclass about goal planning in the Floral Hustle Facebook group. It's on Facebook, you just go search the Floral Hustle and the masterclass is going to be in there. It's free. It's a goal planning workshop that we're going to talk about forecasting and it's going to be so amazing. Please hop in the group. It's going to be something great to help kick off 2024 to get you paid. Thank you so much for listening, Flower Friend, and hope you have an amazing flower filled week. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.